0: Welcome to Deep Roots Island Waves, stories about life's lessons from Indigenous voices, a collaboration between Clahoos First Nation and Cortez Community Radio. In this edition, producer Rochelle Lawrence-Baker discovers how the power of place can profoundly impact an individual's entire life.
1: Toba Inlet is the Glacier Blue Artery punching into the heart of the Toba River Valley and its mountainous flanks. It is a, the access to the mainland body of Klahu's traditional territory. An entity in and of itself, Toba resources were and continue to be vital to Klahu's survival, culture, and economic well-being. For thousands of years, the toba was its people's connection to forested watersheds, burgeoning salmon runs, and abundant wildlife and in game, including the mountain goat, a symbol of its people's nation. The notion place can have effect on those that reside there is ancient and widespread in human history. The toba has shaped and been shaped by the cahoots and the settlers homesteaders, and loggers who followed. The story of Hartholm is how living in the Toba Valley profoundly shaped a young boy, and how that experience built a foundation of resilience and forged an inspirational bond with an ancestor, both of which he'd draw upon to surmount challenges he'd face later in life.
2: My name is Trevor LeDuc, and I'm 45 years old. I live in Clahoos Indian Reserve Number 7 uh, on Cortez Island.
1: The reserve is located in Squirrel Cove on the island. Behind Trevor, the plate glass window of the Clahoos Community Center gives way to a view of rock bluffs clutched by wind-twisted trees. The white-capped waves of desolation sound are interrupted by darkly forested islands. The serrated peaks of the mainland dominate the backdrop. During the mid to late seventies, when Trevor was just a toddler, his family moved into the heart of Clahoo's traditional territory, on the mainland northeast of Squirrel Cove. They lived off the land in the Toba Valley, near the junction with the Little Toba River.
2: I used to live as a child. Uh, It was brought up into our valley uh, where our nation is from. And my side of the family that grew up through the barns, uh, our side of the family grew up in the Toba Valley. Uh, We, our families, our reserves were situated up there. Um, My dad brought our entire family, six kids, my mom and dad up there and there was I don't know exactly what brought us up because I know at one point we did work uh, at a shake and shingle mill. My dad, mom, and dad ran that. And at one point we were just living off the land, just in a very secluded place by a river. I remember tons of trees were dropped, and we're out there by ourselves as far as I knew.
1: Trevor's first conscious memories as a three year old are general rather than concrete. He was the youngest of six siblings three boys and three girls. His eldest sister was about 12 at the time. The family had few possessions, and his parents hunted and fished to help sustain them. He remembers living sporadically in old, unoccupied cabins, and later in large canvas tents in a clearing by the river.
2: I remember we had a little camper in the middle with some bars, and that's how we cooked our our dinners and everything, and uh, we cooked on fire. We, I really don't know how we preserved anything or how things were kept, but I do know it was cold out there because we lived in tents and there was snow there and it was cold sometimes.
1: (laughs) Everyone worked together to help the family survive. Whether it was helping out at the shingle mill operation or helping out at the campsite. Trevor has images of his parents laboring, digging out enormous tree roots by hand to clear the land. All the kids had a role to play.
2: Because we were short to the ground and our little legs, we our job was uh, smaller than an adult pinky nail, but small, we'd pick up all the rocks and we'd go around and pick up go back and forth and then they would do something to it, turn it over, or whatever, and then we'd come back and that was our job, do that, and that was our little bit to create our own garden in the middle of nowhere. Through being there, I guess that's where I learned part of my unification of everything. We had to learn to work as a team, otherwise the day didn't go as well or more work is handed on to someone else, so I guess that's a little, The big part that I learned out of being there and the lessons that my dad and mom handed to us was hard work and
0: togetherness, I guess. You're listening to Deep Roots Island Waves, stories about life's lessons from Indigenous voices. This episode brought to you in part by Literacy Now, Cortez Community Forest Co-op, Study Build, and private donors.
1: Trevor doesn't recall the difficulties of living in the Toba negatively. He also has memories of playing on the riverbank in the sun, Chasing butterflies and swimming with his brothers. He muses that perhaps he was too young to know otherwise. But he mainly remembers a sense of freedom and building a spiritual bond with the Dova.
2: The, what I remember of it is uh, I have such a deeper connection to it, to the land, everything. So it's, uh, again, a lot of it's a great joy for me. Um, part of it I, I miss. And things like cold and stuff never, ever bothered me. So it's uh, that's how we were raised. It was uh, setting us up to, to be okay with understanding the hardships of life and, in a sense, not having a shirt or a bath or a shower and stuff. So it's, that's kind of how we lived. And it's, uh, my connection to that, honestly, is very strong because (laughs) in this world I I do feel lost in a sense because I don't have that that connection to the planet to the land to the the things that are free that are ours that are oh you want that now you have to pay for it (laughs) whereas before we never had to pay for the freedom of this this land freedom of anything so again I do feel a bit of a prisoner in this society as the way it is because I I was given the blessing of growing up a freedom
1: Trevor says his experiences in the toba laid the groundwork for how he is in the world and what he values. His appreciation for the practical and scientific, fostered by his dad, and the spiritual growth and connection to his people's past, encouraged by his mother.
2: Everything that we did up there was kind of my dad's view to make us live off the land, make us feel uh, our connection to the land, our understanding of how to survive off the land, um, always ensuring that we had a connection to our past and the strength of who we are and the strength we have connection to the land and everything it can give us in return so that way when the time comes we can fend for ourselves and that we do have an understanding deeper of, of what this land is here for us for and uh, what we were to do for the land as a responsibility to take care of it as well. So.
1: Trevor's time in the toba was short, but the impact was great. By 1978, he and the family had left the toba so he could attend school in Ladysmith, where his mother's family hailed from. He carried his experiences with him.
2: The life we had, it was strengthening. It was was very... How do I put it... I guess a cornerstone of youth to carry me through a lot of hard times, I guess, so yeah.
1: Trevor doesn't go into too many details, but says his upbringing in the Toba gave him a different perspective from other kids in school who seemed to have narrower concerns. It also helped him withstand social issues, racial issues, and to choose alternate paths to aggression or bullying. Over time, he became enmeshed in the typical pursuits of adulthood on Vancouver Island and the mainland, working hard, paying bills, training for marathons. He was caught up in the frenetic pace of life. It took a crisis to bring him back to Clahu's traditional territory, to his heart's home, to heal and reground again.
2: It's weird to talk it this way because I was just out in the world, lost in the world, and just doing life, Uh, moving along, adapting, whatever. And then in 2016, I was uh, thrown at a three-story fall. I broke my skull, my spine, everything.
1: When his condition allowed it, Trevor returned to the tranquility of the reserve on Cortez Island to recover. He began... To adapt to the new realities of his physical injuries but he found the process was healing for his spirit as well
2: once i kind of got through that first few months of the broken back and not being able to walk and stuff it really pulled my mind out of the speed of life the way of Life was moving. I was working at a major factory, so it was just go, 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 go. And I was training for an Ironman. A lot of things on the go, and then broken back. So again, it was the couple of months again of just, just stepping out of life, being calm. It it allowed those uh, hustle and bustle thoughts to leave.
1: The whole situation forced him to slow down, rather than being blindly busy all the time. He took the opportunity to reevaluate what was important in life. To stop trying, to fill the gap, the spirit was missing.
2: And I go every Vancouver every Friday for injections from from head to toe for my broken back. And even then, I I see it, but I'm like, I I still can't wait to get back home. Again, it's, uh, I feel more free. And that's again why I'm here and why I don't want to leave.
1: Still dealing with the physical effects of his accident, Trevor minds the resilience and determination he developed living as a child in the Toba. But he also draws inspiration from stories of ancestors who lived there before him.
2: The story I do remember the most that holds me spiritually to how strong we are, to what we're capable of doing, and I believe I'm kind of a a, a replica of my my great-grandma because at one point, I don't know how the story all came, but my great grandma couldn't walk. So she was always pulling herself around. She decided to take a whole bunch of cedar boughs and stinging nettle, And she would wrap them up, and then she would sit there and she would whip her legs. Like she couldn't move from her pelvic bone down. And she'd whip them whip them until they were like cut open and bleeding and all that. And she couldn't feel it, but it was the stinging nettles and the oils and everything. in there. I don't know exactly how long it took, but, Eventually, she started walking.
1: Following his great granny's example of spiritual determination, Trevor also pushed through the pain to get back on his feet.
2: And here I am, walking, talking, running, just out working everything. And again, it's the ta- the understanding of what we can do, what we're capable of, are if we just let go of this world and believe in ourselves. And I guess that's the spiritual aspect that I learned from the story of my great-granny and uh, that even when things get hard, can always move forward and and do anything.
1: My name is Rochelle Baker. You've been listening to Toba, the heart home. Many thanks to Trevor Leduc for sharing his story. The music you heard was Ocean and Tambora, by Anugama and Stellar's J by Brad Crouch
0: Thanks to producer Rochelle Lawrence Baker for this edition of Deep Roots Island Waves. Senior producers are Morgan Tams and Greg Osoba Series coordinator is Odette Ojé, and CLAHOOS coordinator is Jacqueline Mathieu. Editor is Sean Cowell. Cortez Community Radio is grateful to the Community Radio Fund of Canada, Cortez Island Museum and Archives Society, Canada 150, and the CLAHOOS First Nation for their support. Find more at cortezradio.ca.